The first principle of prayer is, if you pray according to the will of God, God hears you. If you know God hears you, then you can be assured that you have that prayer answered. Praying according to the will of God. But you may ask, how do I know if it's the will of God? James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. There are probably three main areas in which humans seek prayer. One is if they're in a job they hate and they want to change jobs. The second would be if they think they need more money and they're pursuing money. And the third would be if the person, male or female, wishes to marry and is seeking a mate. First, let's take the subject of seeking more money. This is a very dangerous subject. Most people take jobs that they hate in order to get money or more money. And they are miserable at their jobs. I see people all the time who are in the wrong place and they're miserable. Usually, it's because they followed after money instead of trying to find work where they have a genuine interest. And pursuing that. That's one of the primary ways God leads us. Is by our interest. Let's look at the scriptures concerning money. It's really very simple. If you choose to go in the way of the scriptures. You bless yourself. If you choose to go in a way opposite to the scriptures. You curse yourself. So let's go in the way of the scriptures. Concerning money, Paul exhorts Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul says, If a person considers gain to be a sign of godliness, from such withdraw thyself. There are entire church groups that consider gain to be a sign of godliness. I was in the faith movement. They talked about prosperity every Sunday. I became very embarrassed because my car didn't look like it was prosperous. It was about six or seven years old. It had a vinyl top that had to sit outside at my apartment building in the hot Texas sun. And the vinyl split and stood straight up. And I just looked anything but prosperous. I, I was so embarrassed. That church would have by and large considered gain 
to be a sign of godliness. The Apostle Paul then says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich, or try to gain more riches, fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drowned men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. I see it all the time with professional athletes. They destroy themselves over trying to get to be the highest paid running back in the NFL or the highest paid wide receiver or the highest paid quarterback. Often they switch teams in order to get to be this highest paid running back. And I've seen them go from a team where they were very successful to complete failure and oblivion because of that one thing, that pursuit of money. When they had plenty of money, how can you not have plenty of money when you make millions of dollars, as they do? And yet, so many of them are destitute. They end up foolishly throwing away everything. They're just one example. Even at the lowest levels, you can get out there and pursue money and ruin your life. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Jesus warned us we can't follow mammon and God. You're going to serve either mammon or you serve God. Jesus said to us, God knows everything we need. He'll provide it for us. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So the first thing to look at is this thing of following after money. This is just the wrong way to go. Instead, pray, put your faith in God. Have him show you what you need to do. Ask God for wisdom. The promise in James 1.5 is that if we ask God for wisdom, he will give us wisdom. Timothy was an evangelist and Paul was speaking to Timothy in this section of scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And Paul said to Timothy, Charge them that are rich in this world 
that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. If you are following after money in your decisions, you will likely make deadly mistakes and end up going in the way opposite to the will of God and bring upon yourself much trouble and grief in this present life. Instead, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Jesus says all these things will be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. How do you do that? Well, you pray asking God to show you what you should be doing. When a scripture is brought to your attention, follow that scripture as far as it will take you. Follow it. Stay with that scripture. Get every drop of blood out of that scripture. There have been scriptures that I have followed for months and months and months. And then along God's highway... Those scriptures, by the way, keep you on God's highway when you do them. So you're going down this highway, you're following this scripture, and you follow it for three days, four days, five days, a month. And then all of a sudden you're given another scripture. Follow that scripture. And then you're given another scripture. Follow that scripture. The scriptures are the things you should follow after. We should follow after, every one of us. They will get us where God wants us in this life. So follow after scripture and all these things will be added unto you. Don't follow after things. Follow after scriptures. You may have to disassociate yourself from some of those people you are around who are pursuing things because they can pull you down to their direction. You are going to go as a Christian in another direction. 1 John chapter 5, start at verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, in God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Praying according to the will of God. When Jesus taught us to pray, one of the things he taught us was to pray, Thy will be done. Can you trust God? I mean, you want to marry. Can you trust God? You want to do such and such. 
Can you really trust God or do you have to go get it for yourself? If you go out to get it for yourself, you risk great trouble and hardship. But because there's so much deception. But if you trust God, he can put you in exactly the right job for you. He can put you with exactly the right mate, if it is his intention, for you to marry. Most people marry. Some do not. But most people do. Well, if it's his intention for you to marry, God can put you with that person who is exactly right for you, if you trust him. But if you trust yourself, you may end up deceiving yourself, both men and women. I have seen the most ungodly women that men follow after. And vice versa. It is so much better to trust God if you're able to do that. Can you live by Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 through 7? If so, you are really setting for yourself blessings and a good foundation. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. In all our ways pray. What do you want me to do? Show me your will. Keep me from going the wrong way. In all thy ways acknowledge God, and he shall direct thy paths. He won't make a mistake with us. God knows the future. Also, every good and perfect gift is from God. If you go out there to get it for yourself, you can really curse yourself. But God, there's no shadow of turning with God. And he knows the future. He knows his will for us. He knows what he wants to do with us. We can trust God. At first, it may be scary, but it is a far better way to go than trusting yourself to go out there and get what you think you want. Because some of those things we want, 30 years later, we are delighted we didn't get them. I'm certainly that way. I wanted things that I didn't get, and today... I'm delighted I didn't get those things. Then verse 7 says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. If there's any hypocrisy, trickery in what you're doing, that is not the wisdom from God. Turn from that. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't try to figure it out yourself. Just as a little child, follow the Father. Follow the Father by doing Scripture. You will get there. If there's a Scripture that's been called to your mind recently, 
grab that scripture and hold on to it and do it and think about it and consider how you can do it and follow it as far as it will take you. It won't fail you. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. In Proverbs, it's, there's a scripture which says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. That is certainly true. It can seem right to you and be the worst possible way for you to go. You must commit your way to God. You must learn to trust Him, to follow the Holy Spirit, to do Scripture, for those things will not fail you. Here are a few more Scriptures on this subject. Let's share them here. Psalm 37, verse Four, delight thyself also in the Lord. The Lord is the word of God. Jesus is the word. Delight yourself in the word of God. And if you do that, it says, he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Here's what I believe that means. God will plant his desires into your heart. So all of a sudden you desire something and it's the same thing God wants you to have because he put that desire into your heart. But again, we are back to the subject of delighting yourself in the Lord, in the word, in that scripture brought to you, in that concept from scripture. Follow it. And God shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I believe he'll just put his desires into your heart. Psalm 37, 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Pray. Talk to him about the way you're thinking of going. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You don't have to try to figure out how to bring it to pass. God will do that. Pam Paget, whom I work with in the ministry, has the most wonderful story on this. She was a young woman, and she trained to work with juvenile delinquents, and then she found she didn't even know how to do it and was totally unhappy doing it and even frightened doing it. So she took a job after she graduated from college as a secretary. She worked in a bank in Colorado Springs, she worked for a lawyer, and the first couple of years she enjoyed it. Then she found she was no longer enjoying what she was doing. So she asked God if he could help her to get a job that she would enjoy. This was approximately 1985. Somebody had given the bank two computers. They were still in the boxes. The lawyer asked Pam if she would try to see if she could make those computers work and benefit them in any way at the bank. One of them had been opened, but the other one was still sealed in the box. So she took the computer out. She asked the lawyer if she could take a course at the college in using a computer, and he said she could. 
So they looked over the listing of courses, and they chose a course called Basics. She went to the course, and the first night, the professor explained this was a course in writing a code for a computer, a code called Basics. It wasn't anything like she thought she was enrolling in. She was just trying to learn how to operate a computer. But she sat through the course the first night, and she found she was intrigued by the idea of writing code. When she left the first class driving home, she said to God, This is it. This is what I want to do, is to write code. She found a job with a small software company and worked for them. But then they had a financial problem and she was going to be laid off. She was looking for other places to work and there was an opening at FedEx for a computer programmer. She applied at FedEx, went to the interview. It turned out she answered the questions wrong at the interview. The man who ran the software company said, well, I certainly hope you're not counting on that job based upon how she answered the questions. But they called her and they offered her the job. And she went to work for FedEx as a computer programmer. At one point, she asked the manager who had hired her, said, why did you hire me? I didn't even answer the questions right. He said, oh, Pam, I could tell you were a very hardworking person and very sincere and that you would do a good job for us, and this is not brain surgery. She worked for 20 years at FedEx in a job that she loved. It was all set up by God. God will get you to the exact place where you need to be if you will follow the scriptures that are given to you by the Holy Spirit. Or sometimes we follow dreams. I mean, God gives us dreams to follow. In January 2020, God gave Pam a word, podcast. I had been praying for several weeks about going back on radio. I had been on radio in the 1980s. And I was praying about that. Pam told me about this word podcast and what a podcast was. I didn't even know what one was. Well, it interests me greatly. Because I saw it as sort of a verbal blog. So I told Pam, you better pursue that word and find out how to do that and see if we can do it. She did pursue it, and we bought a microphone, and we bought a mic stand, and we bought a recorder, and we found how to produce a podcast, and I just began recording. (laughs) 
it just worked out great because it cost us very little money, whereas radio is very expensive. In the first podcast that I made, I did a standard asking people to send money to support the podcast so we could go to other parts of the world. Well, it cost so little to do a podcast, we didn't even need the money. So I had Pam take those endings off of those podcasts. The main thing we want you to do is go to our blog where we are going where we write out every scripture that is spoken on that day's broadcast. Our blog is named Jesus Ministries Exhortations. And when you click on podcast on the right hand side of our blog, you will be able to hear this recording again, but mainly we print every scripture that I've spoken on this recording. So you can see the scriptures for yourself. And that is where we consider so much power to be, is in viewing those scriptures and following those scriptures that stand out to you by the Holy Spirit. So if you are in a job that you hate, Just pray, ask God to help you to find a job that you enjoy. There is a word God gave me many years ago. One step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough. Just follow that one step. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things John 14:26 reminds us of all that Jesus has said that's John 14:26 the holy spirit guides us into all truth John 16:13 and the holy spirit shows us things to come we have a very very powerful weapon in the holy spirit when we learn to follow the Holy Spirit. In my life, I've always experienced that the Holy Spirit brings thoughts to my mind to show me what to do. You need to understand the wisdom that's from God so you will know which thoughts are from the Holy Spirit. In James 3.17, the wisdom that is from God is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. If there's any form of deception in the plan, I know I don't have the plan from God. If the plan is extremely complicated, I know I don't have the plan from God. If it's extremely expensive, I don't have the plan from God. The ways of God are, I have always found, are simple, gentle, easy to be entreated. Here's another warning. If you have envy and strife, there's confusion in every evil work. That's James 3.16. If you have envy and strife, 
There is confusion in every evil work. And another very important characteristic. When God leads me, there is joy involved and peace. So joy, peace, it's easy to be done. It's simple. These are the ways of God. The natural man receiveth not the Spirit of God, for it is foolishness to him. It is foolishness to the natural man. But if you have the Spirit of God, what I'm speaking to you will make sense. Let's talk briefly about marriage. The first thing to do is to trust God, to set your mind on the concept that God can choose better for you than you can choose. There's an interesting scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Paul says, He that giveth He that giveth in marriage doeth well, but he that giveth not in marriage doeth better. The translators put another word in this which perverts the concept of this scripture. But if you will look at a King James Version, that word that the translators added in this scripture is in italics to show you this was added by the translators. What the translator said is, He that giveth her in marriage doeth well, but he that giveth her not in marriage doeth better. But the word her has been added by the translators. And what this really says is, He that giveth in marriage doeth well, but he that giveth not in marriage doeth better. In other words, those people who choose not to marry do even better because they can focus completely on God. But now that has to be the will of God for you to live that way. Most people will marry, and most people are supposed to marry. To find a Christian mate, beware of going to the singles classes at churches. I've done that. Those classes are often full of ungodly men and women. They have a large number of divorced women who are trying to find a man to marry. The Bible says the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery, Matthew 5.32. Those classes are set up as a natural place for divorced women to hunt men to marry. In some cases, they are set up by men I mean, in some cases, there are men in those classes who are predators. I have certainly seen that. It is far better for you to simply put your trust in God to put you with the right person if you're seeking marriage. But if you're a divorced woman... You better be aware of these scriptures on divorce and remarriage. I'm talking about the scriptures, not the doctrines taught at churches. Because in Matthew 5.32, Jesus says to the men 
Whosoever put away a faithful wife causeth her to commit adultery, because that faithful wife will go out in all likelihood and remarry, and at that point, the faithful wife commits adultery. So Jesus says to the men, you will be the cause of her adultery. And to the men, he says, and whosoever marrieth her commits adultery. Matthew 5.32, if you are a divorced woman, you will consider this most likely a bitter pill when I tell you, if you remarry, you commit adultery, according to the Bible. But the one thing you can be assured of is if you go in the way of God, of the scriptures, and you choose to go in the way of the scriptures, even when your own flesh is crying out against the scriptures, if you choose to go in the way of the scriptures, at some point in your life, you will look back and say, I'm sure glad I didn't marry that man. I have done recordings on divorce and remarriage, and if you want to know more about this, you can go to those recordings and see that. One other warning for everybody. Today, since there's birth control pills, people are so promiscuous, especially women, women, because they don't have the fear of getting pregnant. But I will tell you something about this subject. The Apostle Paul explained to the men that even if you have sex with a prostitute, you become one flesh. At the time of sexual intercourse, you become one flesh. You're going to fragment your life so badly that you will be in terrible condition. Both men and women. You better beware of this. Paul says, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith God, shall be one flesh. So even if you have sex with a prostitute, you're going to be one flesh. 1 Corinthians 6. Paul says, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore, Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You will see every one of these scriptures printed out for you, so you can take a deeper look at them. If you will, go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Look at podcast on the right-hand side. Click on podcast. It will take you directly to the podcast that we have recorded, and you will see several recordings dealing with the subject of divorce and remarriage. But if a woman, a divorced woman, remarries, she commits adultery according to the Bible. Matthew 5.32, 
Romans 7, 1 through 3, Mark 10, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 7, 10, and 11. And the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, Matthew 5, 32. If you heed the scriptures and go in the way of the scriptures and take your wisdom from the scriptures, you bless yourself. And if you go against scripture, you curse yourself. Can you trust God to set the very best way in front of you? Regardless of how it seems to yourself, or other people? Can you trust God? If you will study these scriptures that I've presented to you today and do what they say, you will develop a trust in God. You will bless yourself. You will be on the highway of God for you. This is Joan Boney speaking. Once again, our blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations, where you can find every one of the scriptures that I've spoken today. Thank you for letting me speak with you.